What percentage know. of people are driving versus flying? I can't know. I'm not sure. You two are driving? That's so fun. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to have a little day. The drive's really not bad. I would encourage you. What Are you going up Friday? Yeah. Are you guys yeah. going to listen to the podcast while you drive? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Bang on a lot of episodes. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right. Lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. It's that time again, baby. It's that time of year. Oops, the podcast. Thursday. We are here. We're with you. I'm here. I'm with Francis and Ryan and Chris, along with all of you as well. Thanks Julio, for listening. We appreciate you. Julio, Chris, Ryan, Francis. The Julio, old GCRF. Not a lot of vowels. Yeah. A good time, baby. Um, what What's up? Um, I was at my parents' 40th anniversary party. 40th anniversary? Fun times. Congratulations to them. Thank That's you. quite a milestone. They say thank you. Um, how long have your parents been married for? Probably just about there. Yeah. Probably somewhere between 35 and 40. I think probably... Uh, well, let me think, actually. So I can probably... Yeah, probably 37. They were born in 1980. Or they were born. They were married in 1985. I don't know exactly. But okay. yeah, north of 35, I would think. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. That's amazing. Not pretty that many good. couples make it that far. It was, dude, pretty solid. Pretty solid work on their part. Um, they, yeah, the party was fun. It was interesting. Um, you know, it's probably one of the bigger parties they've hosted at the house. It wasn't anything crazy, but it was a solid amount of folks in the mix. Um, some good stuff went down, dude. First of all, I decided that I, I, we would contribute to the party by picking up some sushi uh, from our favorite spot uh, nearby, where my dad's been a patron for many years. And in fact, he's sort of, he's been there longer than the owners even have because he would go when the previous owner, like he's outlived multiple owners in this establishment. I think he has a lifetime discount. Wow. It's called, the restaurant's called Japanica 2. It's in Middletown, Connecticut. I suspect... Wesleyan students, if you're listening, you're familiar with the place. It seems like a hot spot. Japanica um, 2? Japanica 2. What's that about? I believe the original location was in Farmington, Connecticut, if I believe. Uh, may or may not still be there. Japanica 2 still still. Survive. What is Japanica a portmanteau of? Japan and America? That's a very good question. I never actually thought about that. But now that you... It has it to may, be. It may be, actually. Which is ridiculous. Hey, man, don't start insulting the, <laughs> the name of our favorite restaurant. <laughs> All right, dude, back off, man. Japanica. I don't think Japanica. I think there's. I, I think that name is popular. Like I've, I've, is it? I'll Google Japanica and multiple Japanica, multiple options pop up. Cool. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, it's... I like it. Well, one thing that's funny, Japan. I, think I like it now. To speak about that movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once again, at the beginning of the movie, they are making fun of English, saying that he and she is confusing because in Chinese, there's only one word for that, which explains something that we had always found interesting was that this guy, Walter, who used to own Japanica, 
would always speak about the other guy, Robert, who worked there, and say she mm. when talking about Robert. When we thought that was funny because he should have been saying he, but because he was translating, he and she being the same thing, Walter then referred to Robert as she and would talk about Robert's behavior. Robert E. She. I believe Robert has passed away, sadly. This guy, uh, their names were Walter and Robert. Walter and Robert. And they were. I think you. Ch- I think you can kind of choose a name that's similar to. There's also Jackie and Marvin, and my dad was friends with them, and he would take them fishing, and he thought it was funny that he would be fishing with Jackie and Marvin. They weren't very super familiar with fishing. Yeah. So they would they would get their poles tangled, and then he'd have to fix it. And he oh. just, he, uh, <laughs> he enjoyed doing that with them. I think that's pretty funny, and I think uh, I know this phenomenon of taking a Western name. Mm-hmm if you come to this country because your uh, Chinese name might be hard to pronounce or something like that. But in my experience, I've seen, I had a guy in in college I knew whose name was, I think it was Chan, like X-I-A-N or Sean. And he went by Sean. Sean. Which is pretty adjacent. It's pretty solid. That to me is the right choice. I'm trying to think of a Chinese name or a Japanese name that lends itself to Walter or Robert. These guys are all Chinese. Okay. The Japanica people. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. They're all Chinese and they run a Japanese restaurant. Correct. Which is not uncommon. There's not a ton of migration from Japan in general and to here. Why is that? I wonder. They have just have like a solid setup over there, I guess. People don't leave? I, from my understanding is that, and I'm sure we can get more info on this, but I don't think that they're big migra- migratory people. Interesting. I know that the country is shrinking. It makes sense. The population. Because nobody's having kids. They're not having enough, uh, enough chilling. Yeah. So anyway. All right. I'm sorry that no, I no, no, made fun of Japanica. No, it's all good. I've forgiven you. Japanica too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we showed up and I know the lady there. Her name is Lynn. Hillary was quite impressed when I called and she said, hey, Julio. And I was like, Lynn. She's like, do you know that person? I'm like, yeah. Uh, so I had... I had put in a dollar amount of what I wanted to spend on the sushi and I called them and I was like, just make us a nice assortment. My dad then begin, began starting to try to micromanage the sushi order. He called and asked what I was intending to get and I told him, don't worry about it. And he then said, well, if you have a rough dollar amount, you could tell me and then I could maybe contribute if I decided we needed more. And I was like, I think we'll be fine given the setup of the party. It's not a sit down dinner. People can pick and choose. We're not a big sushi extended family. Mm-hmm. You'll have plenty of salmon. For yourself and for others who want it. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, all right. And then he started texting me recommendations, screenshotting menu items that would make it make sense. I ignored those. <laughs> I ignored these suggestions, dad. Stop micromanaging the sushi. So it's unclear to me actually at this point if he actually called and added to it or not. Because there was a ton of sushi when we got there for the amount that we had paid. So I was actually it was surprised. But it was also maybe, A, he gets the lifetime discount. B, Lynn knew it was their anniversary. C, he may have also called in and kicked in some cash. Wow. It's unclear, uh, as there were extra menu items that I hadn't anticipated. Anyway, I pick up the sushi. I put it in the car. We start driving. I hit the brake at one point because we're at a stoplight, and the top the top platter of the two sushi platters flies off onto the floor, opens. Most of the sushi falls in the backseat. Oh. Sushi gate. Uh, Hillary was like, what should we do? I said, I don't know. We pulled over. We began trying to salvage what was, what had happened. So 
Unfortunately, the avocado and cucumber roll that was going to be for Zio Butcher, my mom, who are not sushi eaters, most of it was gone. Maybe one or two pieces survived. There's a little sus. Um, and <laughs> I started trying to, t- so there was, there was some sushi on top of other sushi that was on the ground. And I picked that piece up and tried to put it back in the platter. Hillary goes, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, that sushi didn't touch the ground. And she goes, we're feeding this to your family. She's like, you can't just put that back. I was like, all right. So I started eating sushi off the floor. Uh, you were going to eat your portion off the floor. I figured I would eat a little bit more, a little of it since it was going to go in the garbage anyway. And I did, there were a couple of grains of dirt and sand. That's adds character. Potentially good for my immune system as That's well. Right. That's right. <laughs> so we previously Get that white discussed. white blood cell count The up. white cell blood count. So we, before my, my dad was out picking up food too, and we figured this was our chance. So when we arrived in the house, we consolidated the two trays. I told my mom, take this to the grave. She said, okay, because I knew that if we, my dad knew that some of the sushi had gone on the floor. No, I would say probably 30% of the sushi went on the floor. Wow. It's a lot. We why consolidated you, I mean, the I'm curious, trays. why did you feel compelled to tell her? Uh, because we were doing this in the kitchen, and I don't know. I was just like, hey, we, we have to quickly consolidate the sushi platter before dad gets home. Please don't tell oh, I see. dad or Alessio. They will probably hear this at this point. And we'll maybe hopefully think it's funny now that so much time has passed. And there was plenty of sushi for everybody, by the way. Yeah. I didn't even touch the platter until it was clear that no one else was going to have any more. And I had so much sushi that I was actually sushied out. Mm-hmm. So it worked out nicely. And Lynn, being the kind of person she is, she goes, there's tempura here. And there's extra tempura sauce because I know oh, how much Alessio likes tempura sauce. And I was like, well, Lynn, uh, nice of you to know more about my own brother than me. Uh, I don't know what you're doing here. But thanks for adding additional tempura sauce. Nice. Uh, and no harm, no foul. No one knew what happened. What were the other foods that your dad picked up? There was chicken piccata. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. So this was a, a, platter a, a multicultural ethnic smorgasbord of tastes. Correct. There was a giant caprese salad yeah. with uh, cherry tomatoes and bocconcini. I'm not a big cherry tomato fan mm-hmm. because they just burst. So I, I like to score them before I eat them. I like to stick a toothpick or a piece of the end of a fork in so that the pressure is not so built up that it doesn't pop like a pimple and seeds burst out of my mouth. Well, why don't you just pop the whole thing in your mouth, close your mouth, and then start chewing? Because if I don't really put my mouth shut like this, if it's not really, if I'm not trying really hard to keep my mouth shut, the seeds will shoot from my mouth still. This sounds they'll, like they'll you have out of my mouth. weak lip closing strength. That the uh, sort of integrity of your mouth closure. You eat cherry tomatoes? I sure do. And they don't come, the seeds I don't I can't come out? remember the last time I bit down on a cherry tomato and it the force of its explosion pulled my lips apart <laughs> and it ejaculated out of my mouth. Expelling the seeds. Like I was throwing up. I can't recall that. It happens to me. So I like cherry tomatoes, but it bothers me that that happens. I prefer mm-hmm. a sliced, uh, you know, whatever tomato type of situation. Yeah. There was that. There was also a penne something mm-hmm. or other, nice. which Hillary enjoyed. Uh, Excellent. She had quite a bit of it. Um, I don't mean that in any sort of judgmental way, but she kept telling me that she was done. And I kept seeing her with a little plate over there. I was like, oh, oh yeah. It's my girl. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what, watching her eat gives me a lot of satisfaction. Yeah, me too. Me too. When I see her eating, I'm like, how is that? I go up to her, I go, how is that? Are you eating good? <laughs> it's good. It's yummy. It's yummy, huh? Mmm, yum. 
Good. That is good. That's good. Uh, I like that. That was good. Then we tried to go buy cheesecakes, but they were weren't going to have any till two p.m., which I thought was outrageous. I sort of uh, passive aggressively said, "So in the future, should I try to call since there's a, ch- a likelihood that you won't have your signature oh, item?" Oh, damn. Uh, and they said, "No, we almost always have them, but just this day we happen to not." Wow. I bought a bunch of cannolis. Too bad. My dad then saw me eat more than I ate one half of a cannoli. And then I went to get another, I went to eat another half. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm having a cannoli. He goes, you've already eaten one half of one. And I said, can you stop monitoring? Why didn't you want to finish the first one? No, because we'd cut them in half. I probably and so got, you, he was saying that because he thought you were only due one He half? thought that the rest of the people of the party uh, might not get to enjoy some cannoli. <laughs> and to that I said, dad, there's plenty of things that I'm not having at this party. Uh, and I said, I, I, I sort of, I, he probably was right, but I was just annoyed that he was monitoring me. Yeah. Uh, and so then I ate an entire cannoli defiantly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, we went in the backyard and we started playing wiffle ball and Hillary, it was funny. I was pitching to the little kids and then Hillary decided that she would give it a try. And I was sort of underhand pitching to her overhand pitching to her and she, the pressure got to her. She had a big audience. Hmm. I can even show you a picture of this audience because then you'll give you an idea just how significant the audience was. People wow. were had really taken a vested interest in what was happening in the backyard. And Hillary kept trying. And then I made some comment like, oh, come on, you can do it. Or something like, like joking. And everybody laughed. And that annoyed Hillary too. Uh. She's like, oh, God. And then she finally barely was able to hit it. And she got a little clap. Oh, uh, a little golf clap. That was nice. Probably didn't, probably didn't love that, though. No, she was frustrated because she's athletic and coordinated, and she felt that she didn't properly represent herself athletically. Boy, a lot, a lot was going on. A lot of good stuff went down. I'm going to find a picture of the audience for you because you'll see it really. You, it's amazing how interested these people were. <laughs> what was happening? This, wow. is a, this is a big audience. And there's your dad driving the kids around. On the so tractor. yeah, my dad whipped out the tractor with the little attachment and gave the kids a ride. He also gave them little hats, which is a funny thing. To have done. <laughs> and they thought that was so sick just to prove to our point from the last episode of how interesting, terrible things are when you're a little kid. Yeah. Driving around in that car, but it was very nice to celebrate the folks party and uh, all fun was had all around guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Let me ask you this. Your parents have been married 40 years. Mm-hmm. Does their relationship serve as a template to you for how you would want your marriage to be? I think so. I, I also think that it's interesting how whether we want to or not, I feel like our parents' relationships end up serving as a template. Mm-hmm. And that can be good or bad. I feel like a lot of the times a man will commit the sins of his father mm. as far as if his dad wasn't that great of a dad, he may not. Also, he may not. And granted, I'm sure you can have a great dad and still be a shitty dad or the other way around. Have a shitty dad and be a good dad. But mm-hmm. whatever. So to me, yes, I feel like they, they like spending time with each other. 
they do stuff together. Uh, that's nice. I would like that for myself. I'd like to be enamored with by my partner late into life. Right. You know, I don't know. How do you, do you feel that way? Uh, totally. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that interestingly, I, I take after my mom in many ways. So it's hard for me to sort of place a direct line between, oh, well, I'm my dad and then mm-hmm. Sierra would be my mom. And then, you know, it's, it's uh-huh. such a, it's, we're such different people from them that I don't, but, but then you take broader lessons. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, which are, you know, support. And, you know, I think my parents, did I tell you this? My parents drive every year down to Florida from Maine at the beginning of the year. Um, and it's like a 26 hour drive. What? And I said, your parents do that. Yeah. Wow. Cause they bring the dogs when they go God. for a long time. And so they, they drive 26 hours together and I, trip. they told me that I said, well, what do you guys do? Do you, you know, listen to podcasts, books on tape, whatever. Do they take a break? Oh yeah. They do it over the course of three days, two or three days, okay. but they'll drive 10 hours a day. Yeah. You know, they do it in. Quick. From where to where? I'm just curious about how far Freeport, Maine to Boca Grande. Freeport, I think it's 26. I, I looked this up. No, I'm just curious, like the mile of distance. I'm not. I'm not doubting. Yeah, there. a lot of miles. Boca Grande, Florida. Okay. Uh and they said that they really don't listen to books on tape. They end up just talking the whole time. That's crazy. They talk for 26 hours. 1,550. That's crazy. And it made me happy to hear that, that they still at their age have so much to talk about with each other and enjoy each other's company so much that they don't even want music on getting in the way. Do they get along well? I think they do. I think, you know, and that's the stuff we don't see. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I don't know. I thought that like, then I thought about how, well, Sierra and I are in the car together constantly now. And we don't really end up listening to music. I was going to say, you, and we don't really, that about you guys We too. don't really fight in the car. The car is kind of a peaceful place for us. There may be something to not wanting to uh, anger or upset the driver where you kind of know you can't piss someone off while you're in a car. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if she were driving and I were in the passenger seat and I said something she didn't like, well she can win that argument by driving us into a telephone pole. (laughs) She has all of the power. Do you know what I mean? Mutually assured destruction. Yeah, exactly. Um, interesting. But yeah, we, we enjoy being the car is peaceful somehow. Yeah. So it's funny. We like being in the car too, but when we are leaving the city in a car going elsewhere, we tend to fight for some reason. (laughs) We fight in the car. I think, I think casting off is always a difficult process. Typically (laughs) one person is making the two of you late. I can't remember what we fought about either because we had such a nice morning mm. leading into the drive and then we ended up fighting. Uh, but hey, what are you going to do? And that's nice for you guys. Yeah. You, you don't deal with that. It's good. Yeah, we've been, we've been good. Um, and I do think that your parents... But let me ask you this. Let's say that you had met someone whose parents had had a horrible divorce. Mm-hmm something really really acrimonious which had made the girl you were dating super jaded about marriage or whatever would you think that um 
Actually, no, let's say, let's say it didn't make her jaded necessarily. She still wanted to get married. And you knew that that's what you wanted. Would you be worried about the impact that her parents' destroyed marriage would have on her? No. In, and, and on the two of you? Not really. Not at that point. Like maybe initially, but no. No, I wouldn't. If given the choice, would you want to be with somebody whose parents were together or divorced? Does it matter? Is there one that's better than the other for you? I mean, I would never... First of all, you're, you're rarely... I can't imagine a situation where you were in this position where you had to make this choice. May, why not? I don't, well, it, I don't, I don't know, actually. Just saying in I'll the scheme you of why. your life, okay. you know. Say this. What, what if that person, because you could say this, maybe the marriage is bad. What, like, what if the, like, I get to choose marry or divorce. If those are the only choices that I get and I don't get to learn more about that, those things, I would just do a coin flip. Because the divorce, it can be the most incredible, the biggest blessing for some people. And being, yeah. and some people stay married and they hate each other. So, right. you know what I mean? Right. I, I don't know. It's hard Would to you answer. take a happy divorce over an acrimonious marriage? Yes. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. I think I would too. Well, for me personally or just from, as far as like a partner? The person you're dating. If there are parents. Yeah, yeah. I would prefer a healthy divorce over a uh, bad marriage. And I know some people who are like extremely healthily divorced. Yes, but don't you then worry that the person you're dating, if her parents were so happily divorced that she... Might look at divorce as a great thing. Uh, no, 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 no. And no. say, my God, we can try marriage, but there's a good chance we're going to get divorced because it worked out so well for my parents. And ultimately, not worried. It's not a worry. I hear you. I hear you. But I, no. Mm. Would that worry you? No, I'm just being <laughs> an- annoying. No, you're not. It's a good. It's like an interesting topic, but but it's true. And I I I brought it up in a way, just like the idea of. whatever we were discussing it parents making an example and you sort of having that example to look Mm -hmm. at man this new rule of threads drop dude it's just got me so pumped the stuff is so sick i can't believe how well they're doing adding new gear fire ass menswear everything they put on the website i find myself checking the website to be like all right have they got new stuff what do they got i want to see it the new style is really cool the big t man it's just like I've never seen Hill Dog react so properly to seeing me coming out of the bedroom wearing an item that I had sourced mm. and seeing her be like, "That's," she said, that's a sick t-shirt. Wow, and big win for you. She then proceeded to mock my formerly black, now charcoal favorite tee that I was wearing previously. Yeah. But we'll, we won't hold that against her. The big tees on rulethreads.com, they are sick. You need to get some. That's right. These these shirts, uh, you know, will the black tee from Royal Threads is not going to fade the way that Julio's old tees did, like a freshly paved road that <laughs> has tire tracks and deer and weather just totally tear away at the integrity of the pavement. No crystallized deer footprints in this t-shirt. Yeah, eventually it just fades to one of those weird in-between grayish hues that <laughs> you're like, I wouldn't even want a gravestone of my worst enemy to be that color. <laughs> the hoodies are super comfortable and they're super uh, versatile. Like, you can wear them for anything. They're incredibly comfortable. I wore one to bed the other night and they're not, they don't make you overheat. 
like most hooded sweatshirts would, would. Like I've been wearing it during the day around the city in the summer weather. It's amazing how breathable they are. They're really solid. It's a, it's a great thing to wear for cool mornings, warm mornings, whatever. Yeah. And uh, we're huge fans of Rule of Threads. It's kind of all we wear these days ourselves. Yeah. Guys, go to ruleofthreads.com. Use promo code OOPS. That's going to get you 15% off your order. Go ahead. Buy a ton of stuff. Fill the cart to the brim. Fill it. Metaphorically, it's a it's an e-cart. Uh, <laughs> ruleofthreads.com, promo code oops. Get going. I, want to I read a statistic once that said that um, some insane children of divorce are, I don't know, two to three to four times more likely to get divorced themselves. Really? That's interesting. And I always thought that was because, well, they maybe they hadn't experienced what it meant to have parents who were in a happy marriage and didn't have that template. But maybe it's because of what we just said, that they watched their parents divorce right. so happily and have that work out so much better for them that when they when when things got even remotely difficult in their marriage, right. they like, said, this. ah, Fuck this shit. let's head for greener pastures. Uh, My parents killed it when they were divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, well, dude, spe- speaking of uh, parental road trips... My parents are are currently beginning a road trip as today as we speak. Come on! In fact, my dad just called me because he was probably likely in the car beginning his little adventure. Where are they off to? Which I helped them plan. Actually, they have gone out west for the first time in their lives. I think that my dad's been to California, but like out west, you know, like Wyoming, mm, out west. Jackson Hole. I believe so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know specifically if it's Jackson. Do they yeah. know? Do they know that that's our spot? I don't actually think, I don't know if they do or don't. I don't know how closely they've been listening. I know they listen sometimes, but this is the thing. The, I know they're going to the Grand Tetons. So like Jackson Hole is, I don't know to which, to what degree Jackson Hole is avoidable once you're in that area. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. You're kind of just in Jackson Hole when you're around there. Right? Right. Is that wrong? No, I think that's right. So they'll certainly like see what the deal is. Uh, they've never seen it. And I've kind of been, I'm super excited for them. I remember the first time I laid eyes in that part of the country, how impressed I was. Mm. Uh, and I, and they, dude, these people, they see a deer in their backyard. They tell me about it. Like they're going to be blown away. Like they see a deer in the back, like the novelty of living in the woods has not worn off on them. If they see a chipmunk, they tell me. They'll tell me about all sorts of bird breeds, like you had mentioned in the last episode. Bird breeds. My mom, bird breeds. <laughs> my mom asked me, I guess, my mom asked me if I had ever heard of a rose-breasted grosbeak. Mm. I said, of course not, mom. But no? that's nice that you know about that. They love animals. Uh, <laughs> they have bird feeders all over the house. They have a bird baths. Mm-hmm. Uh, any sort of animal is a noteworthy thing. So I think that they're going to see elk and have their mind completely fucking blown. No, with other animals, is a bird bath meant more for birds to drink from or to properly bathe and keep them cool? I have no idea. I just always assumed, but only because I've watched cartoons that they like to splash around. I think for I think it's mostly for drinking, which then makes you wonder why it's not called a bird water fountain. Is that is it really for drinking? I could be wrong. I I do think the birds drink from the bird bath. I do think that. But I could be wrong. No, I believe it. We're going to have to find out later with facts from Ryan. Um, they, they have all this stuff. They have this thing called suet. It's certain birds. I've heard of that. Like, yeah, I don't know. What's that? It's some sort of... Is that that block of seeds of that's like fat. compressed together? Yeah, yeah. It's like fat and seeds. Mm. And they love it. 
uh, and occasionally meddling raccoons or other pests or squirrels will get in the birds' food and they yeah. sort of shoo them away. We experimented a whole my whole life growing up with the new and improved technology that was meant to be the anti-squirrel bird feeder. But I'll tell you, I mean, we must have lived in an area that had American Ninja Warrior squirrels. <laughs> Because no matter what obstacle we threw at them, they would find new ways. And that was one of my favorite things, was watching them navigate around this supposed uh, guaranteed to prevent squirrels from eating from your bird feeder type thing. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. You, you know, take a picture of the squirrel eating out of it, we'll give you your money back. Right. Impossible to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is interesting for sure. Chris there was this guy on YouTube who built a squirrel like course to get to the food and like made him compete in. This oh my god, whole I'd like video to see thing. that. It's really funny. American yeah. squirrel warrior. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's sick, dude. Buddy, Sierra has switched after all these years over to drinking cold coffee wow she always drank hot coffee exclusively that's a very like old soul move she would drink uh she would drink a hot latte even in the summer yeah dude when hill dog drinks a hot little her little hot black coffee in the winter it turns me on oh yeah yeah that's think... very italian of her i feel like <laughs> her little and then she gets a little tiny one yeah that's an espresso no she gets like a, a small coffee wow uh cute i know and she'll she'll make it in the littlest mug that we have mm. and i find it really impressive adorbs uh but we know the the through line here of course yeah i mean we're doing this all with our brooklyn roasting company coffee exactly. which you would be you haven't lived if you're not drinking brooklyn roasting company coffee do you think there's ever a foreigner that and if they were to see oops beans they would think that the s was pronounced beans so they call it oops oops beans <laughs> Isn't that confusing? <laughs> Oops, beans. Both end in S and the sounds are so different. That's beans. a good point. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> but I feel bad for whatever foreigner stumbles upon that <laughs> challenging puzzle. Oops, beans is on year five. of Oops, beans. <laughs> Guys, we love our coffee. I think the reason Sierra switched to cold was because I gave her a sip of my iced oat milk latte made with an extra shot of our oops beans mm. uh she loved it so much she's drinking the same thing now and you should too when you go to brooklynroasting.com throw in promo code oops beans oops beans oops beans <laughs> you're gonna get five percent off your order get a couple tins of our delicious signature coffee from there try some of the other ones as well brooklynroasting.com promo code oops beans <laughs> the last thing i'll say about the party and stuff um, I, Hillary has a very strict, we have to have separate cards policy because of how bad she thinks my handwriting is just oh. pretty funny. She doesn't want my card to represent her. Hmm. And even if I say something nice, I just am not physically capable of making it presentable. So she writes her own card. Well, why don't you just have her card and then you both, you, you write at the end of it from hillary and julia i i find in most cases but when it's my parents like, oh have, you need your own yeah. i have to say my own that's thing. fair that's fair. so whatever um we did that great all good mm -hmm. now they're on the little road trip very excited for them i hope they have a good time they, Excellent. they go on scenic drives all the time around places that just don't even have scenery so like compared to this so this is going to be big for them wow i'm very very excited for them that's great yeah they that's will very great much enjoy it 
Uh, really nice. Very nice. Really dude. nice. Happy voyages. So speaking. Bon voyage. Bon voyage, parents. To Big G and Mama G. And little G, Mama G. Um. So, dude, the we had talked about food poisoning and stuff and prevention. We've got a lot of helpful tips from our Oops community. Is that so? Yes. So you, I know that you had spoken to the doctor and he had given you a Z pack and some Imodium. Um, the Z pack, God forbid, it were to go bad. That would be a thing that could help you kind of get past it faster, which is interesting. But we've heard we've learned some nice, interesting preventative measures too that I wanted to share with you. Okay. Uh, first of all, starting to take probiotics a couple of weeks before you your mentioned show. that. Yeah, I mentioned that already. Mm-hmm. Okay, another one, oregano oil, supposedly. Never even heard of that. Yeah, apparently taking this one person messaged us saying that are taking oregano oil up to trip leading up to trips. Central and uh, Central America and Mexico, and she's she's uh, never had a problem ever once on any of those trips with her did, stomach. Did you know that um, originally that people who hailed from the state of Oregon wanted to be called Oregonos? Really? But they couldn't because the spice had already taken no the name. No way! That's so crazy. Is I it? made that. Oh. Up. <laughs> I should have known. It could have worked. But it's true. Like even Oregon oregano, it like makes sense. Yeah. That, like, or or oreg oreg. Or, think about oregano's. it. Oregano's, <laughs> oregano's, <laughs> oregoners. That would have been cool. Oregoners. Now what? I wonder. I've what, learned that Oregon is the wrong way to say it. Or right, I have o- to only because people from Oregon have corrected me. What um? To call what are people who hail from Oregon called? Because we're we're Mainers, Mainers, right? What are Connecticuters? No, Connecticutites. I have no idea. Connecticutites. I don't know. In Oregon, they are Oregonians. Oh, that's cool. Oregonians. Yeah. Connecticuticians. <laughs> um. Ryan's looking up Connecticuties. <laughs> yeah, New Yorkers, Texans, Connecticuts. So many. Yeah. Connecticutites. That's cool. Connecticut. Connecticutter. Connecticutter. Kinetic cutters. I don't love that. Like kinetic cutters. Yeah. Like you're yeah, cutting energy. Too choppy of a word for it. It's pretty choppy. Dude, we went to the restaurant Carbone for lunch on Sunday. How was it? Uh it was good. It's uh it's quite a heavy lunch. It's a heavy Sunday lunch. But it could be nice. Was it a nice afternoon afterward? Yeah, we were with um three of Sierra's best friends were here and I went. It was just me and Sierra, me and four ladies at at a lunch. And Sierra? Yeah. Mm. And it was fun, man. Yeah. I got to tell you, I had a great time. <laughs> so what's the, are you picking up the bill on that one? No, no, fortunately. I, because, um, and by the way, a good way to really not set expectations that you might do that is to uh, make it seem like you really don't want to go. <laughs> And then come they're on. like, no, 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 you okay. can come, you can come, you should come. You have to come, come on. And then you say, ah, oh, fine. <laughs> and if you, you know, relent on an invitation, as opposed to being the person that's like driving the whole vibe there, typically you're not expected. I, I, I contributed, I, I split, we split the bill five nice, ways nice, nice. and I paid my share. But I wasn't gonna pay. Yeah, no, I feel the you whole on that. thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, we had an awesome time, man. And and 
I had been there once for dinner, but a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I remembered was that the house made um, mozzarella was warm. And they bring it to your table and they cut it with these scissors. Nice. Which is oddly satisfying. I love that. But I knew that the caprese salad had the warm mozzarella on it. And I said, we've got to have the caprese salad because it has the warm mozzarella. They said, okay. But then they brought us out this sort of pre-cold mm, thing. No, no, it was, they, they brought us out a... Um, oh, they didn't Something that wasn't... On, we didn't order. Oh, interesting. It was like the bread course. Okay. But it had the mozzarella with it. Okay. So we all got to try the mozzarella with the bread course such that by the time that the caprese arrived, uh, the mozzarella was redundant. Got it. And nobody even wanted that much mozzarella. Interesting. So then I felt like an idiot. Dangerously cheesy. And I was mad at the, yeah, I was mad at the restaurant for not telling us that they were going to be bringing us this platter. <laughs> you know? So how have you approached like this month? The wedding's coming up. I feel like we haven't even talked about it enough. I've, I've um uh, I've lost my way. But but like I've given up. And what but what does that even mean? I don't I don't I'm not, I'm not working out. Okay. But besides know? that, besides the working out thing, like how do you approach like have you been like we need should be a, a little more judicious. We're about to like uh you know, have this big wedding and we're about to have this extravagant honeymoon like are you approaching your everyday life differently or not? In terms of spending? Sure. In terms of everything. Spending, I'm curious about. We know about exercise already. The spending is uh, worse than the worse than the exercise. Spend, because you're just so far in the hole already that you're like, yeah, fuck it. That's exactly right. Yeah, I know I that say, feeling. okay, I know that feeling. fuck it. Throw another log on the fire. The house is already burning. I'm. That describes my 20s. The, the gates are open. <laughs> I will do damage control someday <laughs> yeah i was like i'm so in debt that i'm going to get the death penalty or something yeah <laughs> so therefore throw another thousand on the this, fire let's open another credit card yeah these these uh credit card balances will be paid off by whichever poor person has to pick up the slack when i'm found dead <laughs> you know this whoever this gets passed on to my hopefully my life insurance policy will cover it nice you have um, a life insurance policy i don't yet but i need one because of how bad these credit cards have gotten yeah, dude it's bad um and i'll tell you something part of the reason is we went to carbone right had a few cocker spaniels oh yeah not cheap had a few cocker spaniels not cheap and then it was about 4 p.m in soho and i thought you know what I need are some chic outfits for safari. <laughs> Can't just be showing up on our safari looking like a doofus. Uh, you need, yeah, of course. I mean, need to look like a Ralph Lauren catalog. You need a, che- a cheetah print. I need button down. Duh. I need Ernest Hemingway boots. <laughs> I need the proper outfit to to for a safari. I don't want to look like a doofus. That's great. And so we started going around, going around the town. <laughs> And you know the problem? Let me tell you something. Compounding this, not only were the floodgates already open, right? The wound is bleeding, is hemorrhaging blood. So I just say, okay, I'm already hemorrhaging money. I've had some cocktails, so the purse strings are significantly looser. Mm -hmm. And then I'm with Sierra, who is just thrilled to be dressing me as her personal Ken doll. Nothing could make her happier 
than helping me choose outfits. The Kenification of Francis? Yes. Yes, that. I'm her little dress-up doll. Yeah. So we went to a couple different stores and... You know, we're all feeling the fabrics. Oh, that'll be feeling the funk. That'll breathe well <laughs> for the warm days and cooler nights. Have you? You need a two-way fabric. <laughs> <laughs> In with the good, out with the bad. Oh, I need to sell my crypto. Yeah, <laughs> at a huge loss. Yeah. Dude. Um. Uh. So okay. So, but have you? Um. Fuck. I got a lot right. of stuff. But dude, yes, you bought a lot of shit. That's exciting. Um, I am excited about it. It's great. It's great. But yeah, like Chris and I were discussing this the other day too. Like at what point did $17 become the minimum price for a cocktail? When did that happen? It's a good question. That just happened overnight. It really did. What happened to the days of 13 being like, ooh, all right, fuck it. I remember that. That wasn't long ago. The Carbona is 20. Oh yeah. But but, but you're like- 17 is is like baseline, like not even a nice place. A place that's decent, 20. Immediately. So- if this is happening and everyone is noticing this and that people care, the answer I have is learn to make cocktails. Yeah. I will say that of all the skills I've honed You're in my cocktail life, maker. making cocktails is one of is a skill that is so pleasure inducing and shareable. It, it, you can bring joy to so many different people if, you know, they come to your place and we've talked about this a lot, but yeah. If you're getting a restaurant level cocktail, and by the way, it's not that hard. It's hard to mimic a mixology bar cocktail that has herbs and spices and Oregonians in it, (laughs) you know, all that shit. But like, as far as just making the basics, you know, a Negroni or a, a, I haven't learned this one yet, but to make a proper martini, I'd like to make a proper dirty martini. Also check out our recipes on our uh, comos.com slash oops. That's it. For the skinny marg, for the lago de comos, and mm-hmm. for the tequila lime shards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want, if you have enough time to, uh, you know, it's still warm out, make some of those tequila cockers. Bingo you know? spaniels. <laughs> um, yeah, making making good cocktail. I mean, you got go to the New Hampshire State Liquor Store where there's no fucking sales tax, and you can buy nice bottles of tequila for. 40% less than what you'd buy them for at a one of those liquor stores in New York City. Mm-hmm. Right? Get your mixers, get your, your shit. Hell yeah. Get your limes at a Trader Joe's. Delish. You're making that cocktail for a lot less than $2017. A lot less than that. That's true. That's sure true, are. Man. That's true. If you guys want delicious cereal that reminds you of your childhood but is way healthier, you should go to Magic Spoon. That is the cereal that reminds me of my childhood but is much healthier. I do love the Magic Spoon. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Note, the honey nut flavor does have one gram of sugar. Heads up. Watch out for that, gram. Only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Build your very own box. Nine available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa fruity frosted peanut butter cookies and cream maple waffle blueberry muffin. I tried to do that fast. I ran out of steam. Mm. Cinnamon roll and honey nut. Even more exciting, Magic Spoon has just brought back their cereal bars. They were so darn popular that they brought them back permanently. It's the perfectly convenient on-the-go companion for your cereal. Go to magicspoon.com slash oops to grab a custom bundle of cereal. Be sure to use our promo code oops at checkout to save $5 off your order. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of cereal 
from magicspoon.com slash oops and use the code oops to save $5 off. Oh yeah. Dudes, Hillary has been, has been dressing me. We've been uh, assembling my outfits. Do you feel... Your wedding's a big event for me too. Do you feel the loss of your personal um, freedom? Not in this capacity. I would never... Have we talked about this? Yes, we have. But I have never... So I've talked about the general encroachment upon my right to dress myself. However, the good side of that is this. Hillary is picking things for me specifically based on every single thing we'll be doing the entire weekend. So I'm going to be good. And she's over-ordered. So we're going to try stuff. We're going to decide. Already got some stuff. I don't want to say specifically what, because then if anyone's listened to this at your wedding, including you, you're going to be like, oh, those are those. Uh, and I, want, uh-huh. I don't want you to know what I have already and what I've already, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, however, I'm very, I'm very excited. Because I would never be able to prepare myself for a boat ride chic outfit. Mm. I don't have, I would just use what I have. And guess what? Don't have what I need. Don't. But I will. Thanks will. to the dog. Dog. <laughs> Bless her Love heart. Love that. Nobody should be worried, by the way. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. You know, I think that when you go to a wedding or a big event, if there are cocktail, or excuse me, costume outlines as long as you you know and it says something very weird like summer cocktail festive caribbean vibes Mm -hmm. on the thing you're like well i've never seen those words in that order (laughs) what do i do just throw on a nice blazer khaki pants loafers button down you're good to go you're not going to offend Fine. anyone as long as you dress that, nicely. I like don't really have any of that. You don't so. have a coat? I do, but like I don't. What color is it? I have a couple. I have a couple. You need a blue coat. Every man needs a blazer. Just go to Brooks Brothers. Go to Jose Bank. Go to wherever. Get a. I have I have them technically, but go to like Goodwill, whatever. They're... But still, like the preparation required. Still, like making sure everything's dry cleaned. Making sure. Like it's just like not that easy for me. I've gotten better at it. But do you, do you dry clean your uh, coats and suits after every time you wear them? Depends. I certainly do not. But I usually do. And it, I this gets me into trouble. So this is why I do. I get into for big your, trouble, dude. If I show up at your like, I'm taking a risk. Like I know that I have a, my suit for your wedding dry cleaned. It's sitting there in a bag. The bottom of the bag has been tied. Nothing can go wrong. I know for a fact that's going to be ready. If I am re-wearing, <laughs> there's a chance. It's going to open it up. There's going to be termites in there. Lice. Bed bugs. There's a chance. <laughs> Half eaten by moths. Dude, there's a chance that if I didn't if I didn't do that, there'd be some like stain I didn't know about. Yeah, the stains. Or it's in worse condition than I thought. The stains are really have been a major Achilles heel for me in my life recently. And if I'm if I'm gonna check, I might as well just get a dry clean. So because I'm not getting a dry clean, I'm not gonna check. And maybe I'll check the day before, but what good's that gonna do? I'm fucked no matter what at this point. Unless I'm gonna buy some new shit, which I'm not doing at that point. You right, know? Right. I don't have even time time to tailor it. Like Hundo pay. So getting a dry clean makes me feel better. Uh, we have a very solid dry cleaning operation that we use. Mm. It picks our shit up for us. 
which I know is not unusual, but it's like half as expensive as any other thing we've ever encountered. Nice. Which is amazing. Cool. So anyway, suit's ready to go, but all the rest of the stuff's going to be ready to go too. And Hillary knows when specifically we need to order it by for it to be there on time. Mm. She is a one-person showroom planner. Wow. Uh, and it's all me, baby. I'm, cool. I'm the model. I like that. You know what I'm saying? That's fun. You That's know what I'm saying? fun. So I'm taking your wedding very seriously. I believe it. I had. I knew you would. I knew you would. You're a major piece of it. I'm a piece. Here's a question I have for you, right? <laughs> I'm so a piece. I've, I've been to some weddings in the last year where I didn't give them their gift at the wedding. Oh, yeah. And um, they tell you that you have a year to get someone a gift yeah. after their wedding. And I'm wondering now, some of these people that I have not gotten their gift yet are coming to our wedding. Mm -hmm. But some of these people are doing much better financially and successfully than I am. Okay. So there's this part of me that wants to give them their gift before our wedding because I think that they will get me a better gift than I'm going to get them. So then why would you do that? Because I... Wouldn't you then wait if you were if you knew that? Because if they get if your they gift, get me a gift for our I wedding, I will feel You'll compelled to have to get them that good of something on that level. I hear you uh, of the same yeah same and then, caliber. And you even have the thought of just saying to your buddies that you haven't gotten a gift for. Let's just call it a wash. Yeah, let's just cancel each other's gifts out. That's not a bad call. It, wedding stuff has really gotten out of hand. But we, we can't do that because of the ladies. True. Am I wrong? No, you're not. You're you're right. But dude, I, I remember a time where and I don't I didn't actually I don't actually remember this time. I only know it now that I've been talking to older people. Where if you were going to a destination wedding, I don't know that I would consider your wedding a destination wedding, by the way. It's technically drivable. Fifty minute flight. I'm not calling that a destination wedding. At this wedding. point, it's not called a destination wedding. It's also at your fucking house. Yeah. Which also makes it not as much of a, you know what I mean? So let's say, let's say your wedding is not a destination wedding. Let's but just for, say it sucks. <laughs> dude. Because that's where you're going. That's not where I'm going, obviously. Okay, whatever. Um, well, my point is, has, which has nothing to do with that, that back in the day, by going to someone's destination wedding, it meant that you didn't have to get them a gift. That is certainly no longer the case. Yeah. Um, but right. my approach to, to gift giving, I do honor the year grace period. And I will specifically put a calendar reminder six months down the road to get one. If I've looked at the register registry, all the good options have either been exhausted, they're out of my price range, or they're too good of friends to just get them a crusade pot or whatever. You know, the I mean? crusade. Yeah, yeah, everyone wants one of those. Everyone's registry has that shit. You know, like I don't want to get you one demi test cup. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Set of six. Each one costs two hundred dollars. Yeah, You're like, exactly. yeah. Here's one glass. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You're not going to have any others. One option that I do opt for often, if there's some sort of charitable donation that you can make on the bride and groom's behalf, if they're not like one of my best friends, I'll do that. If that's an option on the registry. Mm. Um, Interesting. You know, I don't think like, we're going to have that. No, no, I know. But I'm just saying. I mean, we may say that, but I, it, dude, that charity is going to be the charity of our fucking honeymoon fund. I wouldn't even, dude, I wouldn't get you, for you, like, you're too good of a friend to to do that for. 
to do a charity for. <laughs> to do, you know what I mean? I could yeah. do that, but like, yeah. And you're not, yeah. So whatever. So yeah, man, it's it's the the expense of people's weddings. Instagram has really fostered in this era of extravagance when it comes to weddings. Um, leading up to the wedding itself, the gift giving, and it's a thing. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. we're all we're getting used to it. We're all preparing, and uh, yeah. you know, I think that the year thing though, you can fully take as much time as you need. I know, but do you hear my issue? You know? Yeah, I do. I do. So you're, at, at, you want to get ahead of the problem by getting them an affordable at, gift. At this so point, I'm too close to my wedding where if I did give them a gift, it would just be absurd. They'd be like, we know what you're doing here. Clearly, yeah, yeah, you yeah, did yeah. this to get it under the wire. Captain Obvious Alert. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just got to. Dude, I mean, listen, like the competition can end at gift giving. You can just get them a nice, thoughtful gift. Show that it was obvious that you took time mm -hmm. picking it. You don't need to buy them a fucking race car, you know? Yeah. I do hear you, though, because then they're going to come in with a higher baseline gift, and now you have this thing, and you need to now get them something that's more expensive than you had wanted. But, dude, who gives a fuck? Because if, because if they give us a gift for our wedding, and it's really expensive, and then I still haven't given them a gift for their wedding, and I come in way under that, I worry that they would regret the choice that they made for the scale of their gift to our wedding. I hope not. Would you think that you might think that way if you had a similar situation? Well, yeah, it, to me, it just makes the whole gift giving thing silly because we're all just handing it back and forth to each other. Right, right. How likely are they to know the price of the gift that you've gotten them? How consumer aware are they in that department? If it's some sort of house good. I'm not really getting people those gifts. What Most of getting? the time I just give everyone money. So that's that's your problem. When you give money, you have to give more money. That's the expense of the lack of thoughtfulness is you have to upcharge uh, yourself. You incur a 30% fee minimum there. Oh, a, sh a guilt <laughs> fee? A guilt fee. Yeah. I'm going to throw money at this problem. There you go. You might be right. So you think you anticipate receiving cash? Well, I think what's going to happen, they have these things on these registries now where it's, you know, pay, put this towards this their honeymoon fund or, mm. you know, a, a gift certificate for Zola to buy something off their registry, but that's just cash to you. But the Zola thing, does it have to go to your registry? Is I don't know exactly. There are things that are on our registry, but I told Sierra, do not put many things on our registry. Because we need money to pay for our honeymoon more than we need Le Creuset pots mm. and Demi glasses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there will be things because there are people from older generations who prefer to get proper gifts. And by the way, I certainly hope that I'm not making any three of you nervous. You guys don't have to get us a fucking gift. I'm not, I wouldn't, I don't expect gifts. I like it. It's all good. The gift of, of you coming is enough to me. And Sierra's built the same way. You know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, well, they've got a year and 11 months and 29 days later, we have forgotten who has given us a gift and who has not. I call bullshit on that, dude. I, I would, none of us get you a gift, bro, you you won't even mention it. You'll be like, you know what? You'll see the seal. You'll be like, I don't care. It's not a big deal. But I just do think it is. A little 
tacky that Julio, Chris, and Ryan, none of them got us any guests. No. And maybe no. it's because they've been in our house and they've seen. Oh, my know. God, you guys. I don't know. Stop this. <laughs> Stop this. I truly mean that, you know, the fact that you're all coming and, and spending money to get there and time is, is the gift. But as to your point, it's an ex- it's exchange because you then will be at ours, presumably. We'll see. Making that same sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. I Ryan will. will have his at Quinnipiac where he was once the president yeah. on the campus of Quinnipiac. The entire student body will be invited as well to give him an honorary bow. He has to be. Chris will have his at the monastery down the street from his house. That's it. <laughs> Friar Chris. And I don't know where I'll Brother have Chris. TBD. You're going to have a Jabanica. A Jabanica. <laughs> Japanica one, Japanica one, the ruins of Japanica <laughs> one. Bro, I'm, I'm getting you a gift. All right, I might, not, I'm, I actually might not bring it to your actual wedding though. That's fine. That's probably. Please don't. In fact, okay. because we're going straight on our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't know how we're gonna get shit from oh, there to here. You're gonna have to ship your things that you were. It's given. gonna be a headache. We have. Uh, we have people who are going to bring a bag or two back for us because they're driving. Oh, that's nice. So that's really nice. That is really nice. What you percentage know? of people are driving versus flying? I can't. I can't know. I'm not sure. You two are driving. That's so. Fun. That's awesome. Yeah, we're gonna have a little day. The drive's really not bad. I would encourage you. What are you going up Friday? Yeah. Are you guys yeah. gonna listen to the podcast while you drive? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Bang on a lot of episodes. Yeah. yeah, I would encourage you to leave early. We are. I don't think like you don't have to leave at fucking five, but the longer you wait, the more that that bullshit traffic through Connecticut. Oh God, just starts to build up. We won't get stuck on the merit, yeah. dude. That drive really does suck. Like I was doing it this weekend, and it is one of my least favorite drives. Like at least if you're like driving to the Hamptons, you're going to the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. At least you you're have going the to Maine. I know, but I'm saying Maine in the summer. No, no, but I'm, I'd rather go to Maine in the summer than the Hamptons. Hear me out. I'm saying, but the Connecticut part, like if your destination is within Connecticut, I'm oh, driving to yeah, 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 Central yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. I Besides see. my family living there, it's not much of a destination. No offense to where I'm from. Like, there's stuff there that's redeeming and great, but like, there's just no reason for the congestion. Whoever planned the highways just wasn't anticipating this level of congestion, and you're just like sitting in traffic for such a large percentage of the time. It's like super unusual. Mm. Victoria and I drove up to Boston Saturday morning, which was supposed to take us in an ideal world or whatever that thing is that you mentioned. Chronoptimism. Yes. Should have taken like just under four hours. It took like five and a half. Yeah, and we were stuck on the merit and it was traffic for nothing. And it's accordion traffic. It starts and stops for no reason. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. You know? um, Have you heard that term? They used, no, but I like it. It's good, right? They yeah. used to at one point, my friend grew up <laughs> in Connecticut too. Do you know this, Julio? That they had picnic tables in the middle of, of the, the merit? merit and people used to like, a long time ago, what people used to picnic there. That's crazy. The no. merit is really, the merit is intimidates my mother. She doesn't like driving it's on it. It's pretty too, but. It is pretty, but it's difficult to merge onto. And That's a two lane narrow. Five and 15, yeah. yeah. Tree line. Yeah. Highway. My dad loves to say that it's one of the uh, most beautiful scenic highways in the country. And then Hillary will say that I love to say what my dad said. And I say, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was tough to follow, but I got it. Yeah, we got in a fight one time about what we say. I think uh, we—I forget. I f- 
I don't know. I had expressed concern that she was working too hard and that she was talking about work a lot and somehow that turned into a, an argument. And I learned what I talk about a lot and I learned that all I talk about is uh, traveling, comedy, <laughs> and what my dad says. <laughs> That's all I talk about. Those are my only three topics. Um, but then we hugged and made up. We, we, Hillary and I have very open communication and we communicate very well and we make up well. Mm. And I think it's a nice thing. That's good. And we hug. Yeah. I was having a meltdown <laughs> the other day, yesterday, having a full blown meltdown. Just really, just really, you know, spiraling. About what? I didn't even know. You were just full. Couldn't spiral. really pinpoint the, the problem. So what's that like? It's tough for me. When you spiral and you're like, why am I spiraling? And then you're like, I actually don't know. Or do you know? I don't know. You don't know? I think I know, but the reasons change. And what? Quickly. How does it manifest itself? Like, what does that look like? I'm angry. I'm frustrated, but I'm, I'm with, it's within me. You're just in a bad mood. And I, uh, yeah. But I also know fundamentally, I can, I can see two to three moves ahead. So I know that if I just. player that you are. Well, it took a long time to master that. It took a long, a lot of therapy. Warning signs of when the spiral will become a big spiral. Of just knowing that the reason I'm feeling bad may not be because of the top of mind problem. Because of what you think it is. That it might be that I'm tired or I'm, it could be all sorts of things. And and as I've said to you before, a lot of the time the problem is that, especially since, um, quarantine happened and people start working from home the only person who's around is sierra so she is going to hear it mm-hmm. she's going to hear why i'm upset or why i think i'm upset whereas when she used to go to work all the time i'd be upset but then by the time she got home i'd be over it she doesn't have enough evidence oh, oh okay i hear you i'd have worked it you, out she wouldn't have seen it happen or i'd have seen someone else in the interim like express myself figured out that it wasn't a big deal and then gotten over it so it's first of all learning okay don't just go start spewing feelings out loud you know try to get to the source of this also discount a lot of what you're feeling because of the fact that you're tired you're a week and a half from your wedding your credit card bills are higher than they've ever been you're you know about to start a brand new job uh, and there's all kinds of things on your plate right now that are creating a, a mountain that appears far more insurmountable than it may actually mm. be. Anticipation's a bitch, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I ultimately, I found this way out of this because I started saying, you know, I can't, I can't be buying clothes when we have to pay off the honeymoon uh i i can't have you encouraging me to buy clothes like i need your help trying to find a way to control myself mm-hmm. i need you to be my teammate in in protecting me from my compulsiveness or my impulsiveness and she was like this is not my fault obviously uh <laughs> i didn't tell you you had to drink at lunch i didn't tell you you had to come to lunch all these things and i didn't tell you we had to go shopping after and you had even said that you might not be able to come to lunch because you wanted to go do some shopping (laughs) so i was gonna go shopping no matter what um 
And so when she said all of that, and I was like, you know, I just don't feel ready for this wedding. Like I, I feel ready to marry you, and I'm certain of that. But I, I don't. I feel like I've let myself go. I'm not all this stuff that I've said to you guys many, many times. Yeah. I just feel like I'm not at the top of my game. And right, the routine has been absolutely shattered and thrown out the window. Yeah, the routine's gone. There's unprecedented things happening every single day, and it is unsettling. Even though, albeit exciting, I thought I thought about this. It's like, man, there's a part of me that feels like we should have taken the honeymoon before the wedding. Interesting. Interesting. Or even, or a right. mini. Let's call it a mini moon. Take a mini moon before the wedding. I've been hearing that term a lot. Mini moon. A lot of people are doing that. Mini moon. Um, man, I'm happy that you're taking a proper honeymoon, though, bro. It's so, a, so am I. It's not a thing people do enough these days. I'm really honeymoon glad is we're supposed doing it. to be. Way too long. I'm not saying you're doing it way too long, but it's supposed to be longer than any other vacation you it's will likely ever take. Such a long vacation <laughs> we're taking. But it's amazing. That's sick. That's what you're supposed to do to celebrate your your marriage. Yeah. We're yeah. always gonna look back on it. But when I say do this mini moon before the wedding, right? The idea of having to me, let's say, three to four days at a spa retreat, place that has a good gym clean healthy food a little sun swimming oh yeah you know that kind of thing three to four days before the wedding to just clean soul mm. and go into our wedding feeling like we have a steady heartbeat mm -hmm. and you know on the same page rested mm -hmm. sun touched that to me makes more sense right, i don't know right. why Dude, really good, nice, healthy habit to get into in the morning before you put anything else in your stomach. Mixing some athletic greens up with some water in their little bottle that they give you, shaking it up, sucking it down. That's exactly right. I love athletic greens. And in terms of gut health and preparing me for whatever strange things I might eat or drink while I'm on my safari honeymoon in Africa, I can't imagine a better thing to, to be taking with me into, into this trip. I know, man. And those free travel packs that they give you when you use our promo code Boom. will be very, very helpful for That's that. That's what we need. That's what we need. Exactly right. Athletic Greens rocks. And you've probably heard about it from a bunch of other places because it's really a product that's taking over as far as the health community is concerned. It's a very simple, uh, easy, repeatable habit that you can start your day off in the healthiest possible way uh, that you can just really easily add on to your daily stuff. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains... Less than one gram of sugar, Francis. No GMOs, it's no so nasty little. chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. And it supports better sleep quality and recovery and mental clarity and alertness. And it costs you less than three bucks a day. I mean, well, come on. What are we talking it's nothing. about? nothing. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper uh, than whatever other habit you have going on that morning. And it's cheaper than getting into all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your gosh darn immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially heading into that flu and cold season francis watch out it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs to go with your first order all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com oops again that is athleticgreens.com oops to take ownership over your health. So dude, I, this, is what I want to, this is what I'm going to say to you. Take it or leave it. I'm by no means a professional. And this might be quack, a quack's words. 
but just remember that following you're about everything that is stressing you out are all really good things they're amazing things the honeymoon you're so excited about it. you're looking forward to it it's expensive who fucking cares when have has your credit card bill being crazy ever really impacted you at the end of the day you've been you've made it through every time so far you'll make it through this time you're getting married it's gonna be so fucking fun you're starting a new job it's gonna be really sick if you, there's a way to look at it in a way that doesn't make it stressful, you should try because it's so fun and exciting and you should be oh nothing but excited about it. And I'm not, see, I'm not discounting your feelings, but I'm encouraging you to try to look at it in a not stressful way. I appreciate it. Look, you, you guys will all experience this. I mean, my God, whether I've been there too, whether weddings are built up because of what society had has made us think of them or because there truly is that much planning and that much expense and that much monument of moment uh that that accompanies it who can say but either way uh i am a, a, a huge blend of of roiling nerves right now mm-hmm. um where i'm like oh my god out of nowhere it's a week away right um this thing that we've been planning longer than any other thing i've ever planned in my life the only thing i can really compare at least in terms of the amount of planning i've put into something was the special that i did oh yeah um and that was really i was really i had a lot of nerves going into that um but even then i got two takes at it yeah, it's like a one shot at the wedding, and you you know, th- there are a couple things that I have going for me. One, it's at our home. Yeah, you know, it's at a very comfortable, familiar place where they've me. actually de- executed a they've wedding. Done it Not a year ago. ago. Uh, two, I trust Sierra's vision and taste without question. I know that what she has worked on and all the nights she's lost sleep over will translate to a vision an exemplary vision of of beauty and fun and joy three i think uh to your point about people waiting late for weddings we're benefiting somehow from our broader friend group having a weird kind of glut of weddings Right, I think that's the right word. There haven't been that many weddings this summer. Oh, there were a ton last summer. So even though we're at the end of August, which would normally come at like, you'd be like, oh, this is our sixth wedding of the right, summer. Right. Somehow there have not been any in our wow. friend group, and so I think people will have the energy for it. Right. Right. Um, and then four, and most importantly, I have no question or uncertainty about the person i'm marrying Mm -hmm. i feel so confident and at peace and lucky to be marrying sierra and our love heading into this wedding is peaking we are in the absolute go zone right now we miraculously are getting along even though we're like stressed and fighting but not fighting with each other we're just fighting outwardly about things that are bothering us and those always end with us comforting each other because they're not problems derived from each other Mm -hmm. she's got yeah you guys are in the trenches together yeah there's a bonding that comes through that 
It's fun. And man, I got to tell you, I cannot imagine going through this if on top of everything I just mentioned, all the stresses and things, I had a lot of uncertainty about the person that I was marrying, mm. which a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. If they're like, have I made a mistake? Mm. Do I even love this person? Like whatever, all of that. I mean, I've heard stories about people that went to weddings where they were in the wedding and either the bride or the groom confided in them Oh God! Like the night before the wedding or two nights before the wedding, like I don't think this is. I don't oh, think I'm God. marrying the right person. Oh my God! And then you're up there, like the next day, like smiling, being like, "Now don't you dare look back. Just put your eyes on me. Shut up and dance with." Like, Do you remember? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> give it up for Mister and Mrs. You know Seymour. Yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, you're like, how do you? You're lying as a guest. Oh man, pretending to be happy That's for this a tough couple position to be in. Yeah, damn dude, that you know are headed for the rocks in short order. Well, dude, you guys are gonna knock it out of the park. I'm excited. It's gonna be a good time. Appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah, that I don't know. Hopefully, there's some lesson there for some people. Yeah, you know, figuring it out. Yeah, love. Marriage, all that shit, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what do you say? Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. <laughs> well, after hearing such a beautiful statement from you, Francis, let's go back to what we first started about. Children of divorce are 50% more likely to marry another child of divorce. Wow. And wow. Children Crazy. of divorce are 35% more likely to have a divorce of their own. That's pretty damning. I'm sorry to hear that. That's tough. With bird baths, it's, it's for <laughs> drinking and cleaning. So I looked a little Wolf. deeper. It wasn't until around the 1840s when there was a large, well-off middle class in England <laughs> who had time and money that bird baths began to be made. And they were thought <laughs> of as a piece of garden furniture. Mm-hmm. So furniture of the garden. And then, uh, <laughs> is that that big of a fact? I, <laughs> That's nice, well, because yeah. we were talking about furniture a couple of uh, yeah. weeks ago. So right. just right. furniture yeah. everywhere. Nice. I love it. I love it. That's it. I love it. That's it for today. Those are all the Thank facts. You, Ryan. But you yeah. didn't tell us if they were for drinking or for bathing. Yeah, he did. They're both. They're for, for both. Both? Yeah. It's disgusting. That's very nice. It's like those the bowl, the medieval bowl that gets passed around. Yeah. That's for like doing snot rockets and washing your face. And it's your responsibility <laughs> to clean it if you have one. Cause the bird bath. The bird bath. Because uh, some will bathe and some will drink and you have to... Stay on top of it because yeah. they'll die and get sick. <laughs> Gross. Need the birds healthy. Julia Gallarati, where can we see you? Uh, the stand, September 15th. Big show. If there's any tickets left, come see it. Good luck. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, The Evening Muse, October 20th. Ann Arbor, uh, November. Tickets on my website, notholio.com. That's awesome. I'm in uh, Greenville and Charlotte, North Carolina, September 29th, the 31st. My first shows as a married man. Uh, Tickets for that, FrancisEllis.com. We love you. Thank you guys for supporting us. We'll see you soon.